Today's episode of Styled Social, the podcast, is sponsored by Skillshare. If you're unfamiliar with Skillshare, it's a website with thousands of courses brought to you by the best of the best in their industries. I've said time and time again on here that it is so important to educate yourself in order to achieve your career goals, make more money, reach more clients, grow your community, and just become more successful overall. I'm so excited to be partnering with them because I've been using Skillshare literally since I started Styled Social to learn how to start a business, build a successful business model, improve my graphic design and branding skills, grow my socials and online community, tap into the algorithms on our favorite social media platforms, and just be able to give my clients the best digital marketing experience possible. Plus, there's tens of thousands of other areas and niches to explore, and it's just a great, great way to learn a new skill and better yourself in your career. I have an exclusive discount for you guys that you can only find here, which is 30% off your annual Skillshare membership with code ANNUAL30AFF. That is ANNUAL30AFF, and I'll be sure to include this code and a link in the episode description. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Styled Social, the podcast. I'm your host, Peyton, and I hope you guys are doing well. I've had a lot on my plate recently, (laughs) but all fun, exciting things. I know I said a couple episodes back that the first week, two weeks of the new year, I really wanted to have like a self-care slash reset week as inspired by Kaylee Stewart of Hot Girl Energy Podcast. This is where I kind of just schedule a bunch of like necessary wellness appointments to start my year off on the right foot. So like a facial, a yearly physical, um, an appointment to get my teeth cleaned, but I haven't gotten around to that because things have just been so busy with work. As always, my social media marketing clients that I work with in styled social come first. So I've been doing a lot of like new projects, brainstorming with them on that and throwing around ideas and kind of just like setting things up for the new year for their social media accounts, which has been fun. And I'm also getting ready to launch my Instagram branding templates. If you are unfamiliar, I will be launching three fresh new trend-focused, inspired by today's biggest trends, brands, and creators. They are Instagram branding templates, you guys, and they're so, so cute, and I cannot wait to share you guys, share them with you guys. The first one, it's called Sailing Club. It is out. There's a preview of it out now on my Instagram, which is styled.social if you guys want to take a look, but branding templates are an awesome alternative to a professional branding job that you as a business professional or brand would reach out to a digital marketing agency for. Those can often be pretty expensive, so I'm offering a very chic, trendy, cost-effective, budget-friendly alternative to that. So definitely give us a follow at style.social if you want to stay in the loop regarding these templates. I will be very soon releasing teasers of the other two template packs as well as a discounted pre-sale and our official launch date. So that's what I've been up to. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about something that I know quite a bit of you are interested in, which is how to become an influencer or content creator this year. I say influencer or content creator because honestly, I think the two are very different. 
everybody has a different perspective, but I think the two are very different, but it's, you know, the same kind of process to get your foot in the door and to really start making a career out of social media. So whichever one you want to chase after, whichever one you want to identify as this year, all up to you. But today we're going to talk about how to get started and make this the year. I know it feels like the window of opportunity for becoming an influencer or content creator has closed because there's so many big creators out there now like Alex Earl, (laughs) but that is absolutely not true, you guys. In fact, that couldn't be any more untrue. The online creator economy is projected to go from the billions to one trillion over the next few years. So this year we're expecting to see brands prioritizing influencer marketing with like nano and micro influencers, which are creators with either a thousand to 10,000 followers or even under a thousand followers, 10,000 to a hundred thousand followers. And we're just going to see an overall rise in the demand and use of the demand for and use of online creators on behalf of businesses. You think you've seen that rise happen already? We're just getting started. So this is the year to really hit the nail on the head if you want to if you want to do that. <laughs> As the CEO and founder of a digital marketing agency, I'm often the middleman between these brands and creators. So I know a thing or two about how to become one of these creators and actually be successful at it. You might be thinking, Peyton, why aren't you a big creator then? Sis, I like my job. (laughs) I used to think that that's what I wanted to do, but when I was kind of pursuing it back in college, I didn't have the experience that I do now working in digital marketing, so I didn't really know what I was doing. But running Styled Social, being the CEO and founder of a digital marketing agency, finally graduating with a degree in English and marketing has taught me so much, you guys. And after working with so many brands backed by like amazing, talented business professionals and online creators who are absolutely business professionals in themselves, you would be surprised. I've learned to absolutely love where I'm at, what I'm doing, and I really just can't see it any other way. So today I'm going to help you set yourself up for success when it comes to launching your career as an online creator. But first and foremost, let's get on into our weekly segments. So my weekly intention is to be more organized when it comes to work. I wrote down on my episode notes, be more productive, but I don't think that that's like the right term that I'm looking for. I've been very productive this week, you guys. In fact, I've been so productive that I haven't been able to schedule that self-care reset week that I've been wanting to do. Things with work have been going good. I have a lot of new leads. I have a lot of new exciting things coming with my clients and I'm super excited, but I feel like I just need to be more methodical when it comes to like my daily work routine. I feel like there needs to be a little bit more organization, a little more rhyme and reason to what I do each day for work. You know, I'd ideally like to start work at the same time every day, take a break around the same time every day and end around the same time every day. And I just feel like I'm all over the place right now with the different tasks that I have to do for work, like pitching content, um, emails, communicating with clients, scheduling content creation, all of that. I feel like I need to time batch a lot better. So that is my goal for this week is to be more organized with my work schedule and all the tasks that I have to do for that week or that day. 
Moving on to my weekly favorites. Both are from Trader Joe's, you guys. The first is the Trader Joe's Spicy Chai Tea Packets. I am a huge chai tea girl, okay? Chai lattes, to be exact. I am not really into coffee, as you guys know. I think the last time I had a cup of coffee was probably like... I think I had this like apple apple crisp like coffee or something from Pete's which is absolutely amazing Pete's is my favorite coffee house and tea house that is out there they're so good you guys if you have a Pete's near you I highly suggest you go and visit I think that's what I had and it was good but like coffee just makes me feel like shit (laughs) you know it makes me feel anxious it makes me feel like it makes my stomach hurt I don't know it's just not for me So I've always been really into chai like during the fall and winter months and matcha in the spring and summer months and I know matcha season is upon me. Um, But right now I'm really into chai. I used to do the Trader Joe's chai tea latte mix, the spicy chai latte mix, where it's like the powder and you put two scoops into hot water and mix it and then you can add like whatever milk or spices that you want. But I realized that if you brew your own chai tea, and make a latte out of that it's way more cost effective you get way more bang for your buck the chai tea packets from trader joe's are a lot cheaper than the latte mix and you get way more cups of tea so i've been really loving that and even though the process to like make a cup of tea with the packets versus the mix takes a lot longer it's like i feel like i'm kind of romanticizing like my daily cup which is cool and then my second weekly favorite is the trader joe's brioche bread with their whipped cream cheese topped with their raspberry preserves you guys i've never been like a huge toast girly but this is like my go-to breakfast of choice right now and i just ran out of brioche and cream cheese and preserves so i need to hit trader joe's here soon so let's get right in on right (laughs) gosh, I can't talk. Let's get right on into the bulk of today's episode. So step one, start now. Just start. Just get started. Okay. The longer you wait to get started with your influencer or content creator journey, the longer it's going to take for you to amass that following, get your first brand deal and start making an actual living out of content creation. I know firsthand how you want to make your Instagram or TikTok feel aesthetic, match the quality of bigger creators, etc. Let me share. I just dropped something on the floor. <laughs> Let me share my experience with you guys. I held off on making video content for Styled Social for so long because I felt like my apartment at the time that I launched Styled Social, I was living in San Diego, going to college, I felt like my apartment didn't have enough natural light. I waited until I moved to a more aesthetic apartment and I just held off because I didn't have like artificial lighting or a microphone or a tripod at the time like, you know, you feel like you need to have. And looking back, that stuff does not matter and I feel like In fact, no, I know that I would have such a larger following right now if I were to just get started and remain consistent from the get-go instead of waiting for a more aesthetic apartment, you know, all of the tools like tripods, artificial lighting, ring lights, microphones that other online creators who, you know, have been at it for a while make you really think that you need, but you don't need that stuff. You just need to get started. 
I now know that that kind of stuff doesn't matter in the long run. I mean, it does help, but all you really need to start is a phone in yourself and you can buy all of that stuff and figure all of that stuff out later. Even if you don't have a big, beautiful home flooded with natural light and white marble countertops, that's okay. Just get started with whatever you have. My apartment, you guys, I was really excited when I first moved in and I still love it. And it's aesthetic. It's got these like really pretty gray cabinets, like open floor plan type situation, high, high vaulted ceilings, but it has horrible lighting. And it also has a train outside that I'm sure you guys have heard in many of my episodes before, but I've made it work and you can make it work too with wherever you are at and whatever you have. Content creation isn't like a dive right in perfectly type of deal. You have to really learn as you go. Like my editing skills were certainly nowhere near where they are now when I first started, but you learn as you grow and you polish your content creation process and you can still grow your following while you're in the process of learning. Plus in 2023, we're projected to see a higher desire for authentic content, which means people are going to prefer real people, real homes, real environments, real situations, real lighting, all of that. So step two, and you know what, excuse my French, but you have to adopt the fuck it mindset. You cannot be blocking your old schoolmates, friends, and family on TikTok. You cannot be ashamed or embarrassed because in reality, there is nothing to be embarrassed about, about, you know, content creation and wanting to be an online creator or an influencer. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Okay. So listen, I have shared this story with you guys a couple of times before, but before I launched my digital marketing agency, I had a blog for about three years. That's where I really got my start with social media and learned to love the digital marketing sphere and eventually segue into digital marketing because that's where my heart was at. But that's besides the point. I had this blog, right? And for the first like year and a half of the blog, I was kind of like fresh out of high school. I was still living at home in my hometown and I really cared about like what my prior high school peers thought of me, which was like the dumbest thing ever. I really cared though. And I thought, you know, oh my gosh, like I'm going to get judged so hard for having this blog. People are going to think like, what is she doing? Like, I can't wait to watch her flop, blah, blah, blah. They're going to say things like, oh, she just wants to become one of those bloggers. Like, she's never going to make it, whatever. So I kept this blog a secret for a year and a half, okay? And then I did start to land a couple of brand deals from blog traffic, just natural, organic, like, SEO blog traffic. I did not share this blog on social media whatsoever because I was so scared of what people would think of me. Anyways... Looking back, I could have done so much better, made so much more money, started, you know, amassing a following and creating a career out of my blog so much quicker if I were to just blast it on my social media platforms. My personal social media had like a thousand plus followers at the time. That is so many people, you guys. And, you know, whether somebody's going to judge you or not, even if they're going on the blog to judge you. that still counts as a view and that still looks good when a potential brand partnership whatever is looking at like your monthly views or something like that looking back like I just should have said fuck it and posted my blog and marketed it on my social media platforms I should have made it its own social media platform I should have made it its own tiktok instagram I didn't do any of that stuff because I was so scared of what other people would think 
Moving on to when I started my digital marketing agency. I started Styled Social after I, almost a year after I got in a nearly fatal car accident, right? I will make another episode where I go much more into depth about the car accident and how that actually led me to start Styled Social in a way. But after that accident, and it's sad that it took like such unfortunate circumstances for me to adopt this mentality, but after that accident, I really just did not give a flying hoot about what other people thought of me. I was like, oh my goodness, like I came so close to dying that night. At the end of the day, nothing else matters but what makes me happy and what makes me feel successful and fulfilled, right? So I went into Styled Social, my second or third business endeavor since the blog. I did try to start a bikini line in high school, but I don't know if we count that. So Styled Social is basically like my second big business endeavor outside of the blog. I went into it with a totally different mindset. I was like, you know what? First and foremost, I work in social media marketing. Like I have to market myself on social media. I just, I have to not give a crap about what the people in my community and in my inner circle think of me. And I just went for it. And I amassed a pretty decent following and people were supportive and it grew very, very fast. And in fact, I even got a lot of word of mouth clients from the people in my community that I know. You know, so just being upfront and open with your social media platforms and just not caring what other people think. Another story I have for you guys, this will be quick, I promise. There was a girl from my high school. She was like the first girl in my community to really hit the influencer thing hard. And I remember talking with my friends and being like, oh, she thinks she's like one of those influencers. Yep, I said that. No shame. Actually, yeah, I am a little bit ashamed. Like, shame on me for saying that but you know why I said that because looking back I wish that I was doing what she was doing I wish I had the guts to pursue social media like she was doing and I was saying that because I was jealous so at the end of the day if you are worried about what people have to say or think about you either one of two things are going on they wish they had the guts to do what you are doing or they literally quite literally wish that they were doing what you're doing So people are going to talk smack and that's okay. And they're going to do this because that's how they make themselves feel better when something makes them feel not good. They're seeing you living your dreams, following your passions, and that doesn't make them, that makes them feel insecure. So they're going to talk smack in order to make themselves feel bigger and better. Okay. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's about them. It's not really about you. Step number three niching down. I know a lot of people in social media marketing sphere have been saying things like you have to niche down or I've seen a lot of social media marketers also saying forget niching down completely. Here's what you're going to do. Instagram and TikTok are two very big platforms that you need to have a presence on if you want to become an influencer or content creator and they are very different. Instagram is very very niche. TikTok is not very niche. So as someone who works in social media marketing, it's my job to keep up with these types of trends and they will change eventually like all trends do, but we're talking about 2023 here and that's how you have to approach Instagram and TikTok. We'll regroup and talk about niches on those platforms at the end of the year and see where they're at by then. But right now, Instagram is, like I said, very niche and TikTok is not very niche. TikTok's more all over the place. You can post literally any and all types of content that you want on TikTok and you will grow 
Whereas Instagram, you want to focus on being a little bit more niche. Step number four, be consistent. Consistency across all platforms that you decide to use are or is absolutely, absolutely crucial. TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube are all in heavy, heavy competition right now. So say for example, you're an Instagram user and all the girlies you follow rarely post. This is gonna cause you to not wanna use Instagram as often. Instagram recognizes this and wants to have you in a chokehold and wants you to visit 20 times a day because this is how they make money, right? So the Instagram algorithm is designed to boost creators who are consistent because that equals more traffic to the app. That being said, if you want these platforms to boost and showcase your content, which will ultimately amass you a large following, you need to be consistent. So my recommendation for you guys is to post as many times a day to TikTok as you can. This is the best way to grow your TikTok. Once you feel like you're at like a good following, like maybe your goal at the end of the day is 50K followers or something. Once you have reached that goal, then you can slow down a little bit. But for the meantime, post as many times a day to TikTok as you can. And I would suggest five times a week or once a day on Instagram while constantly having something on your Instagram story. So Instagram will, the way that the algorithm is working right now, Instagram will boost you and whatever, as long as you post one time a day or maybe like five times a week or something like that. Once a week, twice a week, maybe not, but five to seven times a week. And always having something on your Instagram story keeps you relevant. It keeps that bubble at the top of your followers' feeds, right? So you want to stay relevant. Say you work a nine to five, you have a kid or kids and you just can't be filming every day. That's okay. Batch as much content as you can on the days that you do film. So you have things to post on the days that you can't film. And also just like, this is what I do, but just film everything. Film your breakfast, film your coffee, film your hot girl walk. Even if you take these shots on different days, you can still splice them together and make tons and tons of content like daily vlog, inspirational, like lifestyle, aesthetic content, day in my life, etc. Step five is hashtags. I know I used to think that they were kind of dorky. Like when I wasn't working in social media marketing and someone that I followed on my personal Instagram, like a friend from school or something was using like a hashtag bank. I used to think that that was dorky, but after using them for my business, they've literally allowed me to go viral on multiple occasions. And now I look back at those girls who were using those hashtag hashtag banks way back when. And I think to myself, they were smart. They were ahead of the curve. They also act, hashtags also act like Instagram or TikTok's Google or like search engine. And that's how people are literally going to find you. Hashtags are different for Instagram and TikTok. So Instagram at the current moment only allows for 30 hashtags. I use all 30 hashtags for styled socials, Instagram and styled social, the podcast. I do about half of these as broad, popular hashtags. While these hashtags with like, 200k to like a million posts people probably aren't going to see my post when they search up those hashtags but what broader more popular hashtags will do is land you on users explore pages who frequent that hashtag or you know like a lot of content that includes that hashtag the other half of my 30 hashtag hashtag bank on instagram is like smaller or is made up of smaller more niche with like less than 20k posts and even hashtags like hashtag styled social the podcast it's my own hashtag 
it probably doesn't have very many views, but I mean, my goal for that is to grow it and allow people to find me. So this not only allows me to show up on users' explore pages, but gives me a much better shot at being discovered when someone searches up the hashtag. They also really allow Instagram to understand who you are, your niche, and the algorithm will showcase you to users who are interested in content like yours, which increases your chances of receiving likes and follows. Also, as far as hashtag bank creation goes, I reassess my hashtag bank like every two weeks. I know people do it a lot more frequently, but for me right now in my schedule, every two weeks I kind of reassess and I don't make big changes to it, but I just kind of add in whatever, because like my content's always kind of evolving. Um, I also create my hashtag banks in my notes and I just copy and paste it and that's the easiest way to go or keep it on your notes on like your iMac or uh, MacBook and you know if you use like a content scheduling platform like Planoly or Hootsuite or later you can go ahead and just keep it like in a Google Doc or on your notes app on there. TikTok when it comes to hashtag is hashtags is very different. I don't keep a hashtag bank in my notes for TikTok. I used to but after a lot of research and trial and error I realized that big hefty hashtag banks on TikTok do not work. You need to be way more niche on TikTok. You can't have like a hashtag explosion on your TikTok post with like 50 hashtags. It's just, it's not going to work. And you want to stick to hashtags that have under a million views. And side note for TikTok, do not use keywords like link, Instagram, whatever in TikTok captions because TikTok wants you to stay on the app. They don't want you to leave to Instagram. So they are going to silence those posts that include like link instagram maybe amazon i'm not sure i think amazon's a safe word you can have amazon in your captions but if you want to say like link in bio maybe spell it like l exclamation point nk in bio or something like that tiktok's just weird like that they're selfish they don't want you leaving the app kind of smart though when you think about it step number six Utilizing trending audios, you have to be creating reels on Instagram along with TikToks. There's no way around it. The only times that I have ever gone viral on Instagram is from reels. And, you know, you have like a 90% chance of going viral on Instagram with a real post as opposed to a static just photo post, right? So you have to be creating reels along with TikToks. Use a mix of audios ones that are hugely popular. You may not be discovered through that audio, but if you want to give your current audience what they want to hear, which is like, you know, apple bottom, make them want to bite, you know? <laughs> and then like at the time, like it's corn, like <laughs> I can't sing you guys. I hope you, I hope you realize that. But anyways, hugely popular audios. You may not be discovered through those audios, but like I said, you're going to give your current community what they want to hear, which is trending audios. Also, a third of the audios that you consistently use with Instagram Reels should be audios under 15K videos for a better chance of being discovered. And then finally, the other third of your audio usage should be including your own original audios here and there for the chance of them blowing up. It's not often that this does happen, but when it does, your account will explode. Moving on to step seven, now we're going to actually get into the money-making aspect of content creation. Create content as if you're making it for a brand. This can be like 
product unboxings, reviews, integrating a product into your skincare or makeup or nighttime routine, highlighting a product that you love, show how this product made your travel experience or just any kind of experience more easier and more enjoyable. When it comes time to actually work with a brand, they're looking for experience. And if you don't have experience, they simply won't work with you. It doesn't even matter if you have like a million plus followers. If you don't have experience, they're not going to work with you. So you don't have to gain experience by working with a brand. You can gain experience on your own. This leads me to step eight, which is to create a portfolio to send to brands that either you reach out to or that reach out to you. So create this portfolio. And as you know, as the CEO and founder of a digital marketing agency, as someone in my position, I feel like this is the most professional approach because you know what? You are a business professional as an influencer, as a content creator an online creator, you are absolutely just as much of a professional as anyone working a corporate job. So you need to carry yourself and interact with brands like a business professional. So I would suggest to you that you create this portfolio off of TikTok or Instagram. Don't do all of your business negotiations, whatever, on social media. Take them outside of social media. It makes you just look really clean and professional and shows these brands that you're serious about your content creation career and also shows them that they can't take advantage of you. We'll get to this, but it happens. Communication outside of TikTok and Instagram DMs is always preferred. And like I said, I personally think it's think it gives you a better shot at landing a brand deal as opposed to reaching out to them via DM. Because I feel like honestly, these big brands that you want to be working with, their DMs are flooded. So you always want to reach out to them via email. And all the brand collabs that I get in my DMs are usually like a scam for some jewelry company. And they're like, hey, like work with us, blah, blah, blah. Like here's a code for like free jewelry or whatever. All you have to do is just post on your account. And it turns out the shipping's like $20 and it's just a money-making scheme, right? But all the ones that I get that are serious are in my email. So that just goes to show email communication is always preferred. Always include your email in your bios. I highly suggest you guys creating a separate email from your personal or school email for content creation, influencer marketing, whatever you know, you're going to delve into. So start a Gmail account, just a free email account, and make that like your business only. Plus it makes things a lot easier, a lot more organized, whatever. And back to the for- the portfolio though, I used Canva to create like a presentation of who my brand is, styled social, who I am, my brand visions and values, as well as samples of UGC content that I've created, which stands for user generated content. Very important. Um, photography and other content I've created in the past that I'm proud of. You can either email this directly to the brand or have a website that you provide the link to and they can go browse. Because my presentation includes video footage, I usually go about the link route. Um, You can honestly make a free website on like Wix, WordPress, GoDaddy, and you know, just put up your portfolio there and have them go and take a look. You can even create like different pages, like here's all my photography content, here's all of my video UGC content, um, blah, blah, blah. Here's links to like all my socials. It's just like a great way to kind of showcase your work. Um, Also, you wanna show these potential brands and partners that you're experienced with creating affiliate links because this is most likely than not what a lot of them are going to have you do. Shop Style Collective, I'll say that again, Shop Style Collective and the Amazon Associates program are a great free way to get started. All you have to do is just create links to products 
and pop them in Instagram captions to show potential brands that you know how to work with affiliate links. Or maybe you're someone with a blog, you pop the affiliate link in the blog. And you can also make money doing this, you guys. You can make money through Amazon Associates program. I've done that before. It's a great way to work your way up to the Amazon Influencer program where you get to have like an Amazon storefront. Um, as well as shop style collective, you can earn from clicks and commissions and all of that good stuff. So it's a great way to start earning before you actually have any set in stone brand deals. But like I said, TikTok, be wary of putting like links and just like anything in your TikTok captions that encourage people to go to a different website because then TikTok will silence your content because they don't, like I said, they don't want users leaving TikTok. They want you to stay on TikTok. But Instagram is a great place, like I said, for um, affiliate links. Anyways, on to step nine, our last and final step and probably the least enticing and exciting step, but the most necessary. You need to have a contract to protect yourself. However, you know, this shows brands that you're a professional and you're serious about your work at the same time. So go about this however you'd like. But some things that I would recommend are a non-refundable security deposit. You know, sometimes, and I've experienced this firsthand, sometimes brands are cheap and they try to back out and not pay you. So at least you have a little bit of compensation for the time and effort that you've put forth so far. So I usually do with my social media marketing clients, and I do this for brand deals as well, is 20% of, and and it goes towards um, the final invoice at the end of the contract, but 20% of what that contract is worth. It will be a non-refundable security deposit just to protect me in the case that I put hours and hours into work and then they're all of a sudden like, oh, we don't want to work with you anymore, or they just go silent or something like that because you just never know with people. Some people are cheap. Some people like aren't professional and some people just don't know how to communicate and they think like, oh, turns out I don't actually have the budget for social media marketing and instead of communicating this to you, they'll literally just ghost you and block you on everything. Like that's how it is. That's how the business world is. I've learned that, you know, as much as it feels like the business world is professional, there are cheaters, there are cheapskates out there. You just got to be wary of them and protect yourself. Another thing is copyright. I highly, highly suggest registering yourself with the U.S. Copyright Office when you get close to starting to land brand deals. This for me, um, I live in the U.S. I don't know, you know if you're listening from another country go about it how you would in your country but for the u.s copyright office it costs about a hundred dollars to protect your name but this has helped me on one occasion before and really paid off and this kind of just like protects you if someone uses your content and does not pay you so they're using your content they're benefiting financially from your content they're profiting from your content that's not fair if they don't pay you for your content the use or the rights to use your content and they're literally profiting from it. Registering yourself with the U.S. Copyright Office will protect you in this case and so that you are entitled to receive funds in the case that someone uses your content without your permission. I, um, As far as copyright goes also, I personally choose to hand all rights over indefinitely to a content creation client once they invoice me. But you can choose to give them the rights for two years, hold on to partial rights, whatever. That's just my preference. You know, I once I create content for a client, I just 
it's really just me. I, I choose, you know what, they can have full rights to it as long as I get paid for it. That's, that's what matters. <laughs> and anyways, another thing that I highly suggest you include in a contract is a contract pullout window. This is from the time that a contract is opened, a window of days in which they can pull your client or brand that you're working with can pull out of a contract without payment aside for the, from the uh, non-refundable security deposit. This, this protects you from invoicing a client on the day the contract closes and having them be like, oh, never mind, or I didn't like it, when in fact they did, but they're just being cheap and they don't think they have to take you seriously because you're a one-man or one-woman show. You deserve to be taken seriously and you should be taken seriously, which is why I highly, highly recommend a contract on your behalf. Protect yourself, you guys. Take it from me. (laughs) Anyways, this is it for today's video. I hope you found it useful and helpful and I'm really excited for you if Becoming a content creator and influencer is one of your goals for 2023. Make sure you follow and subscribe to Styled Social, the podcast, for more very useful episodes along your content creation journey. Follow us on Instagram as well, which is Styled Social Podcast and Styled.Social. And you can even find us on TikTok at Styled Social. Thank you guys for listening, and we will chat next week. Bye.